Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done, and this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Welcome to this episode of the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. I'm Natalie Dietry, your host. And today I'm joined again by Jackie Salas, who is a nurse in her first year of practice. And she has joined us previously to talk about her experience as a new nurse and share her passion, how she's fallen in love with nursing work and her oncology practice in a hospital setting. Today, she's going to share with us a typical day. So Jackie, welcome back. I'm really excited for you to share what a day in your life on a shift is like. Yes. Thank you for having me back. Typical day in Jackie's life. Um, It actually starts the night before. I am really committed and very big on self-care. So I will do little things, even if it's just doing a skincare routine the night before I'll get ready. I have my, you know, my, my scrubs picked out and laid out on my counter or my drawer. Sorry. I have my two water bottles laying out and I've got my nursing bag right, right out in the living room, just so I can kind of grab it and go. I've got my shoes right next to the door. Uh, I try to do these little things because in the mornings uh, they save me a couple minutes, which allows me to sleep in a couple more minutes. So I get up at 5.30 and I'm typically out of the door by six o'clock. You know, my commute isn't terribly long. I would say it's about like 20 to 25 minutes. It's kind of dependent upon the little bit of traffic that I sometimes encounter. And, you know, while I'm driving, I listen to my favorite music or whatever I have been having on replay for the last week I'll put on. Um, I just try to get myself more awake and more ready for the day, um, drink my coffee. Um, and then by that time, you know, I'm 
in the garage and looking for a parking space, which believe it or not is very stressful to do because some somehow at you know 625 everybody wants to just come strolling in. So I'm looking for a parking spot and I'll usually find a decent one and you know walk down or walk up, uh, take the elevators and go on our unit. And I'm usually on the unit at about 635. What I found, um, you know, like, for example, my preceptor who I spoke about last time just would use a regular, you know, white sheet of paper. But I am personally more comfortable with um, a different sheet that kind of guides me through what I'm looking for, more of the pertinent information that I will need to be successful and, you know, to be knowledgeable on what's going on with my patient. So I'll look at my assignment, get an idea of what my day is going to look like. I will try to, you know, some people say it's more time consuming, but I do try to just at least write down my med times um, just so that I can kind of gauge, you know, who I need to see first, um, who's my you know, who, what patient's going to require more medications? Do I have a patient who will need their medications crushed? Um, I try to keep all of this in mind so that I'm addressing, you know, things, prioritizing things, should I say. Um, another thing that I found that contributes to success, and I know it sounds really small, but, you know, having my pockets, um, I have, you know, my pens, my alcohol pads, my caps, all of that in my pockets. And then I have my stethoscope and my scissors. I have everything that I need so that I'm not running back and forth. So, you know, right at seven, we do our huddle and we'll just, you know, kind of get updates and the charge nurse will tell us what's going on with our unit, safety concerns, et cetera, et cetera. So then it'll be, you know, about 7.10 at this point, it's time to receive report. So when I get report, I, not to say that I'm not, you know, missing anything important, but I do try and keep it very short and simple, Um, straight to the point. I don't necessarily need to know that the patient was saying this about this. I really am focused on what's going on with, you know, clinically, what's going on with my patient. What is the plan? What's my patient's status? What are labs looking like? Is my patient, you know, safety-wise, you know, is my patient at risk for falls? Are they declining bed alarms? That stuff. And then, you know, anything about medications or, um, you know, sometimes um, nurses will ask if I could relay something to the physicians. So, you know, I'll write that down and give myself gentle reminders so that I don't forget that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I'll go in, introduce myself, um, something I've been really big on recently. I wasn't the best at doing this on orientation, but I try to update my patient's board so that they're really up to date with, you know, plans, um, the goals of care. What are we doing next? So if my patient will need a unit of blood, I'll write that on there. I'll ask if they need pre-meds, get all that stuff sorted out, and then kind of keep my patient up to date and ask them, hey, we're going to plan for a blood transfusion at this time. Is that okay? And, you know, keeping that in mind also allows me to be successful throughout the day because I can plan. 
I'll have this slot that's empty. So I'll start the blood. And then while that's running, I have 15 minutes before I need to check vitals. So I'm going to go pass these meds to a patient who can swallow their meds and, you know, answer questions and do things at a, at a, you know, good pace. Um, and just trying to keep that balance, which I think comes with learning, you know, your own style and eventually I'll blink and it'll somehow be nine o'clock. And I've, you know, once I've passed my nine o'clock meds, I will let me backtrack actually with each med pass. I try to get the assessment done. And this is when I feel like the most important part of my day happens because once I do my assessment, somehow you never know how your day is going to look. So what I do and what I think has contributed to a lot of my success is chart, chart, chart. I chart my assessment, even if it's something so small, you know, as just putting the X in it and then writing a little note to myself. But I try to get my assessments charted done and done as soon as possible because one, it's almost impossible to remember what you assessed at seven o'clock when it's time to go. You're tired, you're ready to go home yourself. And if you haven't charted your assessment, it's, it's, there's no way that it's going to be as accurate as when you first charted as soon as you did it. And why this is even more important to me now is I'll share a short, short story. Um, one of my patients unexpectedly, you know, had a very quick decline and I gave that patient medication and, you know, I was able to assess, document everything. So the last documentation that we have is like at 945, something around that time. Well, fast forward to, you know, two, three o'clock and my patient is not in the same state that that patient was in, in the early morning. So within you know, five or six hours, he had a complete change. And had I not documented, you know, that he was okay, how would we have been able to gauge how quick he was declining? So it's things like that, that really, you know, it is very, very important. And I don't think I can stress it enough um, to just take a second. And, you know, once you do the assessment chart, you're not going to be as accurate charting at seven versus charting right when you do it. I also, you know, will try to, when I can round with the doctors. Now I know it's kind of impossible when you have different teams going to four different rooms, but I do try and round with the doctors and a lot of them will give me a call and just say, Hey, I'm going to round on so-and-so if you want to join. And if I can join, I'm going to join because we are there for the patient. So having, I think, the whole treatment team in the patient's room really helps the patient. And, you know, it kind of answers all of our questions because if the physician tells the patient something, but I haven't seen it in a note and the physician didn't relay it to me, well, I'm not, I'm not going to know what's going on. And I'm at bedside. So it's important that we're all kept in the loop. I also, you know, after things cool down in the mornings, I will sit down and 
not isolate myself, but I do try to sit down and really focus on charting what I haven't charted already. So, you know, that could include, you know, if I didn't chart like just the daily like safety checks or, you know, the language assistance or ADLs, you know, that, that stuff that isn't so um, important to like assess on the actual patient. I will try to do, and then I'll try to start my notes. Um, Something I've also noticed that helps me with getting out at a good time and really being accurate is starting my notes early. Even if I'm writing the plan for the day, excuse me, because the physician put in order and I don't want to forget it, I'm able to remember it so I can acknowledge it and then, you know, look back on my edited note and see that, oh, I have to remember to relay that to night shift uh, because I work day shift. So it's things like that, starting things early, getting assessments done, making sure that we are starting our notes at a good time so that by the end of the shift, I'm essentially just updating if my patient had a bowel movement, for for example, I'll change the last bowel movement date to today. Or if my patient had a significant event happen, I can, you know, add that in my note because everything is already complete for my note, like the chief complaint, diagnosis, et cetera, et cetera. You know, where are all the IVs and everything? So all that's done. I just, I'm updating and I'm doing things in real time. Um, which I think is the key word. Um, And that is what allows patient care to be so great because you're doing things in real time, which leads to accurate, you know, care and quicker catches. And then after that, you know, I do my, you know, hourly rounding with my patients, check on them. And another thing that I really like about getting my charting done early is that by, you know, two or three o'clock, everything's really done. All I have to do is, you know, brush up on my notes a little bit, which doesn't take too long. So I have the rest of the afternoon to really care for my patients, check on them. They're not going a few hours without not seeing me because I'm focused on my patient. All my charting and that computer stuff is done. I really get to interact with my patient. If my patient has a concern or is in pain, I can give them medication right away or, you know, other techniques, all these little things that matter in patient care, I can really attend to because that little charting stuff is done and I get to work with the patient now. Um, And then it doesn't just become all about medications. It's, you know, I can sit there or I can stay in the patient's room for 15 minutes and have a conversation without the patient feeling like I'm rushing or saying, Oh, hold on. I have to go do this because it's the charting's done. I can really connect with my patient. Um, and then, you know, I'll squeeze in a lunch break here and there. And then, you know, by the time it's seven o'clock and notes are done and cleaned up and it's time for report. So, you know, if I'm giving report, and it's just updates, I give pertinent information. I don't, you know, spend 20 minutes talking about stuff that's not going to really be important. Or if I have to give full report, then 
I try to be thorough enough so that I'm not giving too much information, but I'm keeping it short and simple and straight to the point. Um, and then I have always held myself and committed to leaving. You know, I don't always leave at 7.30, but, you know, 7.45, 7.30, I, not, not all of the nurses on our unit are leaving on time. However, I see that a lot of other nurses um, outside of our unit leave at 7.30. And I am very strong on making sure that I get out of work at a decent time because I also have to take care of myself. I can't take care of a patient if I'm not taking care of myself. And it's very important to me that I leave at a decent time because I need to make sure that I'm getting sleep and I'm taking care of myself. So, you know, that's a typical day in my life as a nurse. (laughs) That's amazing. And you've emphasized time management, accurate documentation, real-time documentation, and being able to keep up with the changes that happen in your patient. And still you have nothing holding you back from leaving at 730, 740. Not, not usually. I mean, there's always, you know, some days that are just a little bit crazier than others. And I don't really even think crazy is the word, Um, but some days that are more hectic and I might have to sit there to write, you know, a little note about our safety always. And that, even at that, if, if an event happens, After that event has finished and settled down and things are a little more stable, I try to write it right away. Because if I'm writing a a note about a significant event that happened at 11 a.m. where I had to call a rapid, I cannot remember half of what even happened. So it's very important that you're charting in real time. Yes. And there's a timestamp on your documentation. So Anyone who reviewed the chart could see when you entered the information. So if you entered it at 1800, but the assessment time was 9 a.m., it's easy to see that it can be discovered that it was documented hours later. So how you emphasize the accuracy and the real time, it's, it's for best practice for you and most accurately capturing whatever the assessment was or the situation when it happened. That's exactly right. And that's really important in terms of you, you know, owning your, your career, your best work and your license and protecting yourself and your patient. That's right. And, you know, I've always had this like heightened sense of being alert. And I think that having a little bit of that is always good because it really does allow you to focus and complete all your, your, your tasks, but you're also able to identify, Hey, is my patient going to take a turn for the worse and start thinking, what do I need to do? And had my charting not been done, I would have had that added stressor on me. And thankfully in that moment with one of my specific patients, I was able to devote all my time to that patient. I actually ended up being with that patient for about four or five hours. So it's very important to really 
get a hold early on of your time management. Okay. I want to ask you how many days in a row you work 12 hour shifts. You know, I do, I will do two, two on one off and then one on. And then that will be it for the week. Um, I've done the three in a row. Sometimes they're not my favorite just because I get super tired, but to each his own. But I find that, you know, having that two on, um, which is a lot of like, I followed in what my preceptor did. Um, but that two on allows me to develop a relationship, uh, with the patients a little bit more. Cause you, you know, familiar, familiarize yourself with, you know, what's going on, what can you kind of anticipate is going to happen. But even at that, you really cannot anticipate, um, because patients can, you know, patient condition can change. There's no predictability to the work that you're doing in the hospital in terms of patient status. They're there because they're very sick. Yes. They weren't, they weren't too sick to be at home. They wouldn't be in the hospital. That's exactly right. And I always tell myself, nobody wants to be here, you know, patient wise. Mm-hmm. So yes. let me ask you this. Do you skip breaks and lunch in your shift? I, I sometimes it's not a good habit, but I sometimes do, but I think a lot of it is more. So I just get so caught up on making sure that I have completed everything because I need to get out of there at a decent time. I really do try, you know, on those days that I'm not necessarily eating or taking my break that I have some sort of snack which I'll just keep, you know, at our little hydration station just to, you know, a little pick me up. And thankfully I can usually go through that day. My bigger thing is making sure that I'm drinking water and staying hydrated because you're, you're on the go, you're on your feet a lot throughout the day and you need to take care of your body. Um, but I have recently been making myself eat and it's not, I, I have an appetite, but I, make myself take that break because it's really important that you get your breaks. Um, so I, that is something that we're still working on and, you know, I'm very proud of myself the last two days I've actually taken a break. So that's something to be said. Way to go, Jackie. Thank you so much for sharing your story about your shift, how you prepare, how you recover. (laughs) how you schedule yourself. And I really hope this helps nurses out there who are novice RNs or about to launch and be a novice RN um, or nurses who are experienced, who are trying to really work on owning that shift and owning their time. Because I realize it's very easy to be thrown off and the day owns you instead of you owning the day. So Jackie, you have shown in an exemplary manner, how you manage the demands of your shift and you're, you're happy. I can see your smile. I can, I can just hear it. You're, you're happy. You've, you love your work. You're really taking good care of patients. I know you probably are an asset to your colleagues, whether they're new, newer than you or more experienced because you are able to help out when needed because you have good control of your schedule aside from the fact that there are always unpredictable moments, you have managed your time really well and you can help people when they need it. 
And that comes back to when you need help. So thank you so much. It's an amazing journey. And you 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 show that in how you've shared with us today. Thank you so much. Oh, Jackie, thank you. Thank I will you. share your contact information in our show notes so that nurses who want to learn from you can reach out to you. Thank you, Natalie. Yes, I am so delighted to have been able to join you and to share my experiences with with nurses. And I appreciate that we've been able to work together so that we could I could hear from you the experience of a new nurse and that we could work through some of your greatest challenges as you went from orientation to practice on your own. So thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.